Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. And it's it's uh, like a little reunion here with Jean Knox because years ago I had her late husband on this program a few times. And her son, Seymour Knox IV, has been on this program and they're a wonderful family. I don't think there's a family that has done more for Western New York, for the arts, for the community, for enlightenment, than the Knox family. They're wonderful people. And just uh, last week, Gene Knox received the Community Service Award from the Eyes in America Foundation, gave a beautiful speech before a few hundred people at the Protocol Restaurant. A little bit of information about Gene Knox. She's uh, been on the board of directors of the Buffalo Museum of Science as one of two women f- from the 1950s to the 60s for two terms, active with the Albright Knox Art Gallery Board and chair of the acquisitions for the members' gallery for two years. And Jean was the one who found the mirror room at the Albright Knox Art Gallery. But we're going to talk about something different today, and this is a failure one of the banks with a a major account that your family had, and it dwindled. We're talking about what was Marine Midland Bank. What happened? How they depleted uh, your life savings? What happened? You know, I really don't know, because all of a sudden, we suddenly were wiped out of in excess of $23 and every trust in my husband's side of the family was really wiped out in an afternoon, which is not, you know, nobody said anything. And I didn't have any experience at that time. So I really didn't know a lot about a lot of things. Well, you think it was incompetence on the uh, part of the former Marine Midland Bank or negligence or... A churning of the account. What do you th- what do you think took place? Well, the person who ran the account was the head of the account, was a Philip Slidell lawyer, and Philip Slidell had been the Knox's lawyers for about ninety years because my father in law had used them forever. So there was a conflict of interest there. Mm-hmm. But Seymour's will was written by somebody from the bank and somebody also from Philip Slidell. And they sort of disappeared after he died. And when you're a widow, you're sort of left with, you know, occasional bank meetings and things. And his brother, who had was really not that well, was Mm -hmm. his executor. So there was a lot that went lot that went into it that I wasn't really as aware of as I probably should have been, because nobody told me at the time. I can relate to what you went through. My father was a physician, and when my father died, uh, she had people running his accounts, and it went down 90% in value because she didn't understand the stock market, and this was during the Vietnam War, and it was very volatile, 
And uh, she went through very poor uh, management, and it went down 90% in value. And a lot of the uh, stocks uh, were on margin accounts. And so I can understand uh, what you've gone through. So basically, we're talking about a wiping out of mm-hmm. an account. And but I don't it's think- more than one account because it was everybody in our family. And, and see, my husband. About $23 family. million. Dollars. Yeah. Well, there were there were my four children. Mm-hmm. There was his marital trust, and then at that time we had five grandchildren, and they were all really demolished too. I mean, it's it's to me it's very unusual that if you're in the banking business and the market goes down, that all of a sudden everybody in one family would be getting wiped out. Well, what I don't understand, I know in 2008 we had a major recession, and most of America lost 30% of their wealth. I think this was prior to that. Okay. Well, before that, the economy was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. When Bush was in office, we're talking about annual 3 to 4% growth rate. Mm-hmm. The market should have been good. So well, I don't and understand. And gold at that point was yeah. $135 an ounce. Right. Because we suggested that maybe one of the things we could do to bring it back was to invest in every trust in gold. And they laughed in my face. But they had mm-hmm. the right to invest, and I did not. I've, I've never really heard of anything like this because uh, prior to 2008, the economy was pretty good. I know at the last year of Bush's administration, as I said, people lost a third, but people did not lose 90%. Uh, were there managers running this estate and the investments? Were they buying and selling stocks? What were, what were they investing in? To my knowledge, they weren't doing anything. So they just, they had perhaps poor investments and they did not sell when they were going down. They did nothing. They, it just suddenly went down. And I had had a meeting the week before and I had mentioned to one of their investment officers who was a very nice person and actually told the truth. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know, if the market goes down, I think if the stock goes down over $5, maybe you ought to think about letting somebody know. And that, But that was a very sort of a casual conversation. I've never really heard of anything like it. It's not like we had a Great Depression of 1929 where everything went down 90%. I mean, I don't understand how they could have mismanaged this account so poorly. I don't either. Okay, so let's go to step two. This matter has gone to the courts. Now, where is it right now in the courts? I think you had some rulings in your favor and some against. Where well, is the case now? I tried to get them. To, I tried to get the lawyers that we had who went against them, and they went against them from a trust from 1957 that my mother and father-in-law had set up. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out that there were three of those trusts. They all had exactly the amount of money in them that they had in 1957, and it was many years later. They hid one in the marital trust. They put one somewhere else. They didn't really discuss it. And we, the lawyers ended up going after them for mm-hmm. the third one. Okay. And at that time, they had an, we had an expert witness who came in and was very, very good. 
And I tried to bring up the fact that they had wiped us out. And the lawyer said to me, you can't go after them for conversations that they have with you. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and, he sa- and then he said, well, everything is out on a chart for the judge, and the judge can add. Okay. And that was sort of the end of that conversation about that. So where is it now? You're still you're still going to be going to court on this. They have they have never touched our loss. They went only for the one trust that mm-hmm. they hadn't done anything with since 1957. But in reality, there's a lot more that they haven't done. If they if they were responsible, they would have gotten into all the things that they haven't done, and they would have said, you know, this we're so sorry this happened, or they would have done something, because I think they must have insurance when they wipe people out or something. I just have that feeling. I've I've never heard of a, uh, such a horrible situation. I mean, your family has contributed so much to the economy in Western York, if it was Woolworths or Marine Midland Bank or the Albright Ar- Knox Art Gallery. I mean, the contributions were so vast. And over, the Buffalo Sabres. Yes. Uh, which what, was for Seymour. For 30 years, yes. uh, they owned the Sabres. So this, this, we're talking really hundreds of millions of dollars in economic activity in western New York that exactly, your family has been involved Exactly, because the Sabres with. brought in tr- a tremendous amount for the city of Buffalo. It really did. I don't get it. For those who've just tuned in to the Rusk Report, we're learning a great deal from a lady whose family has done so much for arts and the community. I'm talking about Jean Knox, who was our guest today on the Rusk Report on ESPN Radio. If you're listening in Buffalo or Toronto or Manhattan to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And uh, I'd like to mention the Western New Yorkers love their traditions in the Ampol Legal newspaper, has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guest, Megan Mangold of Mangold Ranch, Harry Wilson, who's thinking of running for governor as a Republican, and Dave Lipinoga, who's fighting drunk driving. We'll have coming on Sandy Beckman involved with the Cotter Fire Ship in Buffalo. And also we'll have Joseph Ray, who's a Polish count, and Lisa Florzak, active in the Polish community on the Rusk Report. A little bit more information about Jean Knox. She's been a volunteer with Roswell Park Cancer Center for 35 years. At Roswell Park, in the new building, there are large photos on display that were taken by Jean Knox. And again, she was just honored with a community service award from the Eyes in America Foundation, where they donate 20 to 30 cataract surgeries for the poor and uninsured every year at no cost. Our guest today 
Gene Knox on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. We're talking about improper management of the former Marine Midland Bank. Um, what's surprising to me is that HSBC. now HSBC, what's surprising to me that this management did not consult with you and just let poor stocks sit and devalue. I mean, there was absolutely nothing like that. Well, you'd think with a $23 million account, I would think that the managers of that account should be talking to her every week or every month. Well, I had meetings, but the I did have meetings later on after we really lost. But they, prior to that, they were very skimpy on their meetings, probably because my brother-in-law had been active in the bank for a number yes. of years and because of, um, I don't know why, they just didn't. I think that was quite a long time ago. And I think people's treatment of women was different than it is today. I mean, they're more respectful years ago than they are today? <laughs> no, I'm not sure about more that. Or inclusive? Uh, I think they're more inclusive today than they were then. Okay. All right. Um, so what's the next step uh, with this, Jean? You're, um, you have a, a court date, or is this on the docket? Is we don't have planned? a court date on this. We need to somehow or other find a lawyer who is happy to take on HSBC, and they don't seem to want to do that they, because I think HSBC has tremendous, um, what's the right Clout. word? clout in this area, and they seem to overcome whatever is put against them because they're so huge. Well, I would think that there would be lawyers who might relish the, you know, a, a case like this to make a name for themselves, especially with such a prominent young. family such as the Knox family who've given so much uh, to Western New York. I know. It's odd to me. It's been very weird. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Now, um, you said that for three years, nothing was done with this account. With uh, the last three years, my account was moved um, when HSBC closed their offices up here. They moved my son and myself to New York City. And we had exactly two meetings, three years apart, with the person who ran that, and he was up testifying last spring in court for another relative who they hadn't been very nice to either who's been in a lawsuit. And This is a, me a member of your family? or Yes. Or some yes. Seymour's, okay. One of Seymour's first cousins. Okay. Who's had problems also. Mm -hmm. And they have not been able to get anywhere either which is very interesting. And they're, they have been very upset, too, because I just think HSBC seems to rule the roost. But anyway, our trust went down to New York, and you would think that they would have invested them. But three years ago, they said, we're not going to give you any money, and you're not going, we're, we're not going to do anything because you're down to the figure was $300,000. From $23 million. Well, no, from t that account in the beginning had 12. There were all the family million. accounts went to, the, totaled up to $23 million. 
All right, but we're talking about perhaps a ninety for ninety-five percent reduction in that one account. That's correct. You are. And in how and many years? In how many years? Um, it really happened very quickly. It happened when gold was one hundred and thirty-five dollars, and the problem was that I had all of Seymour's expenses. I had, you know, all his payrolls, all his everything that he did. So there was definitely outgo that wasn't being spent on lots of things that people might think he might be spending it on, but you're really spending it on sort of the nuts and bolts of keeping things going. Now, where is this uh, account now? This has been turned over? This account has been taken over by Co-America. Now, are they doing a better job for you? Um, I haven't, it hasn't been there long enough, but because they had done nothing with it for three years, I have not been able to have really very much of an income. And I have people who worked for me for over 30 years that I really, you know, they're too old to go do something else that mm -hmm. I feel obligated to help and that kind of thing. I've you never heard of things. a story like this in my life. Uh, you know, that makes me feel a lot better because I think I think it's I think it's unbelievable. You know, you, often you hear people being taken advantage of who are little people, but your family is one of the most prominent business families in West New York. You usually don't hear of such a, a tragic management of an account. Were there any apologies given no. to you? Absolutely not. Okay, so you're they've avoided so that subject completely. What, and I and mm -hmm. so when this lawyer who was running our account in New York that had gone down was talking about what a great job HSBC did and they were there with one and only sources of income and everything else. So after court I said to him, I said, How how are you and how is my account? Well, he avoided me like the plague, and the next day mm -hmm. he resigned in New York without saying a word. Uh, here's an idea, and I, I don't know if you ever thought of this, but maybe this could help you. Did you ever think of going to an HSBC stockholders meeting? <laughs> I don't have any stock, so well, <laughs> I could maybe buy one share to get in the door. <laughs> well, it might be worthwhile because if you could go to a stock holders board meeting and tell how they uh, lowered the value of your account from 23 million to almost nothing basically in a three-year period I would think the board of directors and the management of this bank they did it in an afternoon when they did it I mean that's the worst part of the whole thing and then they sort of pretended that they didn't and then when we got I mean my son, Reed, who was in the mortgage business down in Baltimore, had a payroll. They froze his account. And to get any money out at all, they made him sign off and his children. So all his accounts had to leave, which is weird, too. Did you ever think of um, going to the state attorney general's office? That's where I'd like to go. Uh, because... <laughs> It sounds like maybe uh, Mr. Schneiderman should be informed of this type of or maybe uh, mismanagement. Maybe the other one. Oh, other than the uh, state attorney general? The other state's attorney general. Oh, okay. Who's in New York. 
oh, Mr. Bahara, you mean yes. the federal prosecutor? Yes, the no? federal prosecutor. It might be worthwhile. He seems to be a man of courage, mm-hmm. Mr. Bahara. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. uh, we're learning a great deal from Jean Knox, who's been a Western New York philanthropist for decades for w- what she's done with Roswell Park and the Buffalo Museum of Science and the Albright Knox Art Gallery. If you're listening in Montreal, South Buffalo, or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And Gene Knox was um, the head of AROC, the Association of Childhood Cancer, as well um, on the board, all on the board, lost a child to cancer. She helped raise $78,000 at the Knox Farm with the junior board for Buffalo General Hospital. Jean has been very active with Children's Hospital, too. She's also been very active uh, with the Native American needs with the Smithsonian Board and with the famous turtle in Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Falls. That's Jean Knox, our guest today on the Rusk Report, a member of the family who has done so much for culture and the arts in western New York State. Now, one other thing, you, you said that there really were no meetings when uh, in this um, period of three years with your no son mm-hmm. um, or yourself. I mean, wouldn't you think that a manager of this account with HSBC would have said, well, we're losing 5 or 10 or $15 million, let's meet? Well, by the time it went to New York, it was a lot less. But even so, we we did meet with him exactly twice when he came to Buffalo, New York. And otherwise, we didn't meet. And we didn't have a meeting with everything in front of him. He said, this will count as a meeting. And no corrective action was taken at all? No. And they had to take it because I wasn't allowed to. Hmm. Un- unbelievable. Do you think this is incompetence, uh, <laughs> just that they these people don't know what they're doing at the at the HSBC banks? That the was expert managing witness felt that, they, that the people who were managing at the time were not as um, educated as they later became. Is it that they have too many accounts that they're running, or they just don't care? I have no, I, you know, I have no idea. I have, I have no idea at all. I think it's, I think it's, I mean, obviously it's terrible and it's horrible and it's done all kinds of terrible things to our family, but, and you just don't expect corporations to be that way. But you really have to have somebody that knows what they're doing, and unfortunately, the people. Seymour left in charge really didn't know what they were doing, and that's very sad. I mean, they they were not as dedicated as he was, and they did not react the way that he would have reacted under those circumstances. Well, let's talk about uh, women and widows being treated poorly. Do you think if there was a, a, a man in charge of this, the head of the family, your family would have been treated in a more respectful and productive manner? I do, because I think men seem to carry a lot of weight under those circumstances. So when you complained about the reduction in the value of this trust, uh, you don't think they paid attention because you're a woman? 
I don't think they paid attention at all. They spent their time telling me what I should be and should not be doing, did not discuss finances, were really unbelievable. And my meetings with them were so incredible that I took my secretary as a witness with her husband because they were so unbelievably rude you would never have believed it. And we went to one meeting and they were so insulting that when we got out of it and got downstairs to the sidewalk, I said, I'm going home to take a shower because it absolutely, you wouldn't have believed that people would treat people that way. I find it shocking. I would think that if I had $20 million in a bank account. I never had 20 but that's <laughs> Well, originally it was $23 million. Well, no, the whole family had that. Yeah, the whole family. I would think that <laughs> they would be. I'm a big family. But, but I would me. think there would be tremendous respect to the woman who is the leader of the family in these meetings. I would have thought so, too. But, you know, sometimes family situations are very interesting and you really don't know how people are going to be until you're out there. Now, another thing that, that's surprising uh, with this bank, that for three years you say there was really basically no discussion of the investment. How could nothing. they nothing. go by three years and, and watch it dwindle and not say there's an emergency they here? They wouldn't we have give to me any income you. at all. I was very, very lucky I had bought a house on an island in Canada. And I was just by the skin of my teeth able to sell it in November before the lake froze. In fact, I stayed over there, and I thought it had a one pellet stove in the house. And the power was off, and I thought, mm, I may freeze to death before I sell this house. It really it sounds funny now, but at the time... I was really lucky to sell it because it was a house on an island. It was a landmark on the lake that it was on. It was a beautiful house. I'm good at restoring things. So your timing was good And I on know that. how to do, do things myself and make them look well. And it did. And we were very lucky, and it, it sold. Mm-hmm. And that sort of rescued the family for the next three years. And you would think that they would have invested in that three-year period, but they didn't do a single solitary thing. Another uh, shocking thing is how you can basically wipe out an account, a family account of $23 million in one afternoon. I know. Can you imagine? And the place, I mean, Seymour had died, Mm -hmm. and we were trying to turn the place into a park. I think it had just turned into a park at that minute. But, I mean, there were a lot of things that went on with that. Yeah. And it was very complicated. Again, we were very, very, very fortunate. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned a great deal from one of the top civic and community leaders in Western New York for many decades, Gene Knox, who's been so active at the Museum of Science, Albright Knox Art Gallery, and Roswell Park Cancer Center. Also, special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the last 15 years. And thank you for enlightening us with this very difficult story, and hopefully people will learn from this, and this will be corrected for you and your family. Thank Mm -hmm. you for enlightening us, civic leader and philanthropist Gene Knox. Have a great week. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.